In week 15 of the 2019 NFL season, the chase heats up for the playoff hunt. The Broncos do nothing but punt. And a scout for the Patriots is a bit of a fool. <laughs> this is the Snap UK podcast. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to the Snap UK podcast, your weekly review of all things NFL by those in the know on this side of the pond. My name is not Johnny Thrash, he's once again afflicted by the man flu, so he'll be resting his voice and only chipping in when absolutely necessary. And it's never necessary. My name is Griff and I have G-Lo, Jimmy G and Fourth and Inches with me. Word up. We've been for our big uh, Christmas meal at the Chinese and a bit of drink, so this could be a little bit of a slog. Apologies in advance. Uh, week 15 is in the bag, playoff berths have been clinched, more postseason eliminations have been made, and one franchise blew the chance to leave their fan base on a high. So let's dive into the games and start with the NFC East, Cowboys 44, Rams 21. Wow, somebody tell me how you predict what the Cowboys are going to do this season. Well, let me tell you, Michael, right? I don't think you can predict the Dallas Cowboys currently in their current state of form because of the poor coaching of Jason Garrett. That's the point I'm making, all right? Uh, <clears throat> I couldn't agree with you more. Does uh, does Jason Garrett get credit for this performance, or are we just putting it on the backs of the players? I'm no, doing it to Kellen Moore. And I'll tell you another thing, Michael. I right? wish you would. I'll tell you another thing. I give the credit to Kellen Moore, because the only thing this team's got going for it is the offense in terms of this season. And it's just Dak throwing it to Amari Cooper, sometimes Michael Gallup, and Jason Witten is old. Jason Witten in this game did Jason Witten things where he catch a couple of passes, but they were key passes on like third downs and touchdowns. And it was a shame with the, the same with Sean Lee on defense, actually. He hasn't done a lot this season, but he turned up big stops in this game. It's exactly what Jerry wants out of his veterans that he pays for too long, keeps on the team for five years longer than they should be. Yeah, Witten, four, four for 36, averaging nine yards per pass and a touchdown. You know, a great one-handed grab as well at one point. He should do. His hands are massive. And he's wearing gloves. And he's wearing gloves. He's cheating, basically. Uh, Amari Cooper in this game, just one catch for 19 yards. The Rams did well to close some of the players down, but they got no answer on the ground at well, all. Well, they didn't close Taven Austin down. No. no. So Taven Austin, one reception, 59 yards. For a, like, there was pretty much a whole state around him. The nearest the player, Texas. The nearest player was eight, 18.9 yards away Yeah, I mean, uh, when, when he was throwing the ball. That's blown coverage. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure David Blau could have blow whatever his name is could have found him find him as well. Oh, steady ball. on blind man's bluff. Yeah, that's the one. Um, the running game was really impressive for the for Dallas. Uh, so uh, Pollard had 12 carries, 131 yards. Zeke had, had 24 carries, 117 yards. And that's exactly what the Rams didn't do. Todd Gurley's gone back to being 2019 Todd Gurley. They only gave him 11 carries for 20 yards this time, and they asked Jared Goff to throw 51 times. We've had this before throughout the season where they've asked Jared Goff to do too much. He's not the franchise quarterback that an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady once was. You can't ask him to throw 51 times. And you have to, to if game. you let the other team score 44 points, though, don't you? That's, that's, that's the problem. But when you've that's got exactly a, so, so right saying yeah, no, that wasn't a, a, that's not a good a player, game plan. When you've got a player as, as explosive as Todd Gurley was last week and has apparently come back from his so-called injury... 
you can afford to lean on the run a little bit more. You weren't, didn't have to go chasing the game all the time. You had, they had time to come back into this game. That's still a huge number of points you have to go and get, wouldn't it? 44 points was... They, that's a large number of points. They gave up 21 points in the second quarter. That was where the game was lost. But why then not run the run the ball early on in the game and ask Derek Goff to, to, to pass it then as well? It's not just right at the end they're asking Jared Goff to pass all the yeah. time. 11 carries through the whole game for, to, for Todd Gurley is terrible. It's a little bit like Trubisky, isn't it? Because you just got someone who's okay, drafted high, but if you ask anybody who's... If you ask anybody to throw the ball over 50 times in a game, they're not going to do well. It's less and less likely. The more attempts you are asked to throw, the more chance you've got turnovers of missing passes. But also, Jared I mean, Goff's still a good player, but you've got to protect him. We said this the last couple of weeks when they've been better, they've been keeping him upright. He was sacked twice for a loss of 22 total yards. The, the Cowboys also, just had who, the beating of it. Who else is running the ball for, for the Rams at the moment? Because no one else had an attempt. Surely they've got, a, you know, if Todd Gurley's not fit and he is, can only uh, get. Malcolm Brown not available at the moment? Darrell Henderson is yeah, all right. Darrell Henderson they picked up in the third round and yeah. like they haven't given him an option, a, a chance throughout most of the season. If you can't rely on, on Todd Gurley to run the ball, then they need to be finding someone else. Yeah, it certainly seems that maybe Todd Gurley is not back into form like we had hoped, but. It could just be that the Cowboys occasionally are this good, and that's the frustrating thing about them. They should have marched away with the NFC East. They should be one of the favourites to make the championship game in the NFC, and they're not because they're so wildly inconsistent, but you wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. They've got the talent on the team. I mean, Jerry Jones normally spouts a load of crap most weeks, but what he's been saying is this team has got talent on it, and he's dead right. Dak Prescott, okay, he's not going to blow the doors off as a quarterback but he's a decent quarterback they've got a decent running back they've got a decent receiving call the defense is good the offensive line is probably one of the top five in the league so back to your original point Jason Garrett is you know his days are numbered well I think both teams have been extremely inconsistent this year haven't they so I had a little look at the the strength of both schedules so which would you say at the start of the season was predicted as the the worst schedule being as Obviously, the the Rams are in a very tough division in the NFC West. I would assume they had the toughest schedule out of the two. Also, yeah, finishing well top of the division, and they played the NFC, sorry, the AFC North. Yeah, they um, well the NFC West played the AFC North this year as well. So, so the Rams had the second easiest schedule alongside the Patriots, obviously. Um, And then. The Cowboys, not quite as high as you, you might think, but tied 14th. So they have got... So middle of the road Middle of the road, but a reasonably difficult schedule compared to some of the other teams out there. So they're, they're, they're tied 14th with the Packers. So Was that the start of the season? That's the start of the season, yeah. was what was predicted. Obviously, the NFC West has probably, you know, with the Niners drafting two last year, the Cardinals, you know, drafting one, that would have had a bearing on what the Rams yeah. look like and... But it still shows that the Cowboys have had some pretty tough matchups out there this season as well. I know their division has ended up tanking, but um, they've also had some quite difficult matchups as well. But if you look at the, la- the last few games they've played, you know they've played the Bills. Okay, the Bills are, are going to the AFC playoffs. More to come later. Um, but it's the Bills in Dallas. They should they should have won that. They should have beaten the Bears because the Bears aren't up to much. And they should have strolled through the NFC East realistically because we've kind of said how bad the NFC East is. 
There were a few notable things from this game. Tyler Higby for the Rams had his third consecutive 100-plus yard game after zero career 100-yard games coming into this season in three seasons. That's, you know, they've really changed the usage of the tight end in that position. Uh, 1,000 yards for the season for Cooper Cup. First time he's made that because he's been injured every other year. Imagine if you dropped him in your fantasy league. He was injured a bit this year as well, wasn't he? He was indeed, excuse so me. One was even season. more impressive that he's got to 1,000 yards. He did help if you picked him up this week, though. <laughs> Wow, that's a, that's a deep voice you've got going on there. What was that, Shaft? <laughs> <laughs> and thank shaft. you. No one's ever called him that, let me tell you. <laughs> Not even in the last few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and welcome this week's guest host, Barry White. <laughs> uh, and Jared Goff has generated 20 turnovers on his own this season. He only had 17 in the whole of last season. So it, the, the O-line is not keeping him up right enough. And a bit like Brady, Goff has to be protected to be effective. Right, moving on from this game... Uh, the Eagles met the Redskins in the NFC matchup. Uh, Eagles 37, Redskins 27. Actually, a competitive game because the Eagles are just falling apart at the seams and don't have very many players. And the Redskins are fighting. They're not, they're not good, but they're trying. Uh, so despite the continued absences of the aforementioned playmakers, the Eagles managed to ride Miles Saunders, uh, Greg Ward Jr., who, I'm just going to say it, John and I were watching this one, Red Zone. I would never guess that someone called Greg Ward Jr. was black. Did not see that coming. I assumed he was a white guy. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, but he was amazing in this game. And he caught the winning touchdown pass. Um, I, I literally do not know how to respond. No, to there that. is no way to respond to that. <laughs> that's, um, that's, there's nothing offensive about it. We, we literally looked at each other and went, I assumed he was a white guy. That's how anonymous he is. That's the thing. So, but, you know, he's, he's putting, he also used to be a, a quarterback at college. And not a star wide receiver. Which lot, lots of wide receivers used to be Edelman. Well, quarterbacks used to be wide receivers. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill. Other way around, I know. Terrell Pryor. Yeah. Terrell Pryor. How is he these days? He was very poor in the last unemployed. couple of weeks. Um, Miles Sanders had a career day 19 carries, 122 yards on the ground, and then uh, six receptions, 50 yards. Also had an amazing uh, touchdown catch as well. Yes, he did. And it's one of the few times I, I thought Carson Wentz has looked actually really good this in this game. It's probably the best he's played this season. I mean, it helps he's playing the Redskins. It does help he's it playing the Redskins. Help. In terms of throwing some, the ball yeah, and some passing. Of the, some of the passes were crisp, on target, dropped But his pocket uh, awareness sucks. Yeah, I know. He, he fumbled three times in this game, I think. And they were all on hit me. It was just him wandering around aimlessly in the pocket, not realising every single one was a hit from the blind side where he'd been in the pocket for six or seven seconds and wasn't paying attention. It was, it was poor pocket awareness. And I, I think he's continuing to struggle with that. Uh, but his passing's amazing. His passing well, is very good. Like, it's incredibly accurate. And he zips the ball in there with a lot of pace. As a passer, he probably, he's probably one of the best in the league. But yeah, you're right. His pocket presence is, is poor. It's good for Miles Sanders because that's the that's the first hundred yard rushing game for the Eagles in forty two games. I mean, they really needed someone to pull that off, yes. and, and they should be, you know, putting all the load on him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Dwayne Haskins played well against, admittedly, a poor Eagles secondary. Um, well, a poor Eagles defense. Really, yeah, full stop. They haven't got much of a pass rush either. But his no. connection with Scary Terry is all pro. Yeah. It, it, you know, they're fantastic as a, as a pairing. So interestingly, on, on this game, Urban Meyer, the old Ohio State coach, was in, the, it was in one of the director's boxes. Obviously, the Redskins are after a new head coach. There's rumours that the Cowboys are also sniffing around Urban Meyer. You know, uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins and both ex-Ohio State guys. 
Urban Meyer also coached Alex Smith when he was at um, Utah. So is he going to the Redskins or is he going somewhere else maybe? I think he's only going to the Redskins if he's coming into the into the league at all. But whether or not that's the right move, I don't know. I, I, would you not think the Redskins need an established coach to rebuild this team? No, I don't think so. Because I think they've got some interesting parts. But look the, at the, Zach Taylor the defense and is, the failure at the Bengals. Yeah, but you look yeah, at but, Cliff uh, Dinglebury at no. the Cardinals. He's doing all right. Cliff Dinglebury? <laughs> that's Cliff right. Kingsbury. No, no, I much prefer someone from Emmerdale. (laughs) (laughs) I much prefer Cliff Dingleberry. That is his new anointed name. Anyway, Urban Meyer isn't Zach Taylor. He's got a lot more experience. He's won championships in the college game. He's had a successful career in the college game. I don't think I don't think it's the same as bringing in a Zach Taylor or a Matt Lafleur. He's He's obviously he's got a game plan which he can take from Ohio State into the into the Redskins. He's coached Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins knows him, probably gets along with him, and he's also coached Terry McLaurin as well. It's only going to help. And you look at Cliff Clinkernuts; he's doing all right, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adrian Peterson said this week he intends to play again next season. Is he going to be on the Redskins? Yes, I think they need to I keep him so. his insurance. Well, for Geis. especially with yeah, Darius Geis out injured. I he's also now tied should. uh Walter Payton for fourth most touchdown runs. Yeah, so Peterson's now scored touchdowns in three successive games for the first time since 2015. So I, I definitely think he's staying on this team. Uh, they'd be foolish to get rid of him. Geis is, is just... No, I think he's got another him. year in him yet. Yeah, definitely. He's not doing anything wrong. Especially if he's sharing the load, you know. I mean, financially, he's done a lot wrong. So that's probably one of the main reasons he's back next season. Done a lot wrong You'd imagine general. it's a motivator for him. But not on the football field, though. He's not done anything wrong on the football field. Speaking of teams uh, that have done Paul, a lot wrong, though... Future Hall of Famer, without any of the jokes, he is a future Hall yeah, of Famer. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Teams that have done a lot wrong. Giants... Beat the Dolphins 30 to 20, 36 sorry, to 20. As I said, they would last week. You did say they would. Uh, Eli, this was definitely the retirement game. Right After the game, he was in the tunnel with his kids and his wife and all the fans were cheering. I mean, he'd thrown three picks on the day. Let's not forget <laughs> of that. Of course but. he did. <laughs> but it's Eli Manning. The best thing about this game is... By throwing picks in this game, he's thrown a pick to every team in the NFL other than the Giants. <laughs> yes, that was it. This was the only team. That so he's completed every. He's now finished at, at 500. He's thrown a pick to every team. He's done the reverse farve. Two Super Bowls. <laughs> um, I mean, he's. I, I, I did listen to a few things this week where they were saying they really hope he doesn't try and play well, the last couple really of games because no. that should Alex just be. Alex Tanny will be playing. He'll be yeah. starting the last couple. Because he of gets games. to retire as a 500 quarterback, yeah. doesn't he? And it it's just important to do that. Yeah. He should just do that for his I mean, legacy. He's nailed on to be it going, like Peterson to go in the Hall of Fame. Two Super Bowl rings. He's called Manning. So 50,000 passing yards. I think people think yeah. about the picks in the last few years. Only 20,000 of those are to the other team. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's been quite a lot of picks most years. But he's someone who's he's got this, he's got stats that show he, at some points he's been very good. At some points. He's speaking of, doing better than us. Speaking of very good, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the leading rusher for the Miami Dolphins this season. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean... The quarterback. The The 38-year-old quarterback. (laughs) Yeah, look, they've they've got nothing going on at running back. And if they did, they'd be an all right offense, but they really don't. Um, They got rid of their running back. (laughs) Sack one, first 100-yard game since week seven. That's terrible. uh, He's not been fit. Uh, Darius Slayton, seven touchdowns in seven games. You find? uh, Absolutely brilliant. He he could be the, the replacement for Beckham. Let's not go that far. Well, Golden Tate played really well in this game as well. They've now got a collection of receivers rather than one receiver who's brilliant and four or five other guys. Uh, and the last time the Giants put up 36 points or more was week 14 last season. Wow. They, you know, <laughs> Do you know what I think the most important news of this game was? Was just after this, this game happened, actually, was the fact that 
Miami have signed up Devontae Parker till 2023. That is a good shout. I left that out of the running order, but they did. And I think that's a great commitment from him. And he obviously has faith in the rebuild. It will still be interesting to see who quarterbacks this team. Faith in the number on the check. And that. But it's it's been a breakout season for him. And uh, you can get paid anywhere, can't you, if you're a good receiver? Yeah, I'm sure they probably gave him a bit more as well. That's no. It costs it costs bad teams more to sign decent players. At the end of the day, they have to be compensated for being on a crap team. Oh, but you look at those receivers who come and go. You know, you take like Dante Moncrief. He just came everywhere at the beginning, and he's just been laying it down in the last few seasons. And I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Dante Moncrief was someone who had a was, had a, he was relatively good. <laughs> Yeah, he was decent at the Colts. He was a decent number two at the Colts, but he's done yeah. absolutely <laughs> shit all at the He's Jags. not someone you want shouldering the load for you, basically. No, no definitely no. not. Right, moving on from, from that terrible matchup. Uh, so you hate to see it, but the 49ers collapsed to defeat against the unfancied Falcons on kind Sunday. Of almost predictable, wasn't it? Uh, 29-22, two late scores by Atlanta, very late scores by L- Atlanta. Last week, I said that they were a rejuvenated Falcons, and actually we came off a three-game streak which was very difficult. And as I said to Jim before we started podcasting tonight, our bye week was week four. This team is yeah. very beaten up and it needs which ideally... It even more important to get the bye week. We need the bye week so this badly. This may have cost you the bye, I think. Possibly. I mean, if they win their two remaining games, which are against the Rams, who and are very Seahawks. inconsistent, and then against the Seahawks in Seattle, which is going to be very, but very But you still need the match. Seahawks to lose a game. Because they have the tiebreaker against you. Well, no. If we beat the Seahawks, it'd be level. It'd be level, yeah. But then it'll go down to oh, divisional record. Don't they have the better divisional record? I believe. Not, well, they do. yeah. But if we've still got the Rams to play as well, yes, we might yeah. be able to overtake them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it, it's going to. It's basically. I don't think it's in your hands now. That's the problem. I think it's more in the Seahawks' hands. Have they not got an easier pair of games to end the season as well? Well, they've got us and somebody else. Yeah. So yes, then. <laughs> They've got us and the car and they're and the Cardinals, at Cardinals at yeah. home. So yeah, so you give the slight edge to the Seahawks. Yeah, I think it's fair. Uh, which means we're going to Philadelphia or Dallas, probably. Yeah. So you're not terrified. Yeah. Which no, one would you it's rather just have? A, it's just the I'd rather have I'd rather Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, Kittle came out after the game and said, "This is just a wake up call. It just reminds us that we've got to be concentrating to go into the playoffs at full speed." Is that just is it as easy as that? Just brush it off and say okay. Well, it's the right attitude. I think they'll they'll all be disappointed. They come off of a high in uh, when they beat New Orleans in New Orleans. This is a mass. This is probably the lowest of the low for the season. Realistically, they've lost the previous two games. They lost to they lost to the Ravens. They lost to the Seahawks. They're two good teams going to the playoffs as well. They've now lost to a team who aren't going to playoffs. They did beat New I th- Orleans. I think this is the first time we've so, lost a game we shouldn't have lost. Yeah, I think we were nineteen right. ten up. And I, in, going into the fourth quarter, yeah. and you know, I looked at my phone, and then I, you know, I just didn't look again because I just presumed we won the game. And then I kind of looked back later and was like, "What happened there?" All three of the scores that have defeated the Niners this season have come in the last ten seconds of games. It's the fir- I think it's the first team ever to have won ten games in a season and lose three games in the last ten seconds. I think in general, though, I mean, yes, you're you're absolutely right. So it's, it's a case of keeping your concentration and keeping that level of effort throughout the game. Like Gary said, though, the bye was a long time ago. For the 49ers, there is going to be a level of you know tiredness. It's going to start creeping in, and that'll start creeping in towards the end of the games. I think the the, the key for me in this was that, that we probably didn't put enough pressure on Matt Ryan. Our passing defense isn't the same when Richard Sherman's injured. He's meant to be coming back for the last two games. Yeah. Um, 
And realistically, they couldn't stop Julio jo- Julio Jones. Like Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Well, well yeah, this was the Jones. Jones and Kittle Bowl. Both of them thirteen receptions for one hundred and thirty-four yards. Well, we've we've, we've struggled against big receivers. We struggled against Jared Cook last week, didn't we? Yeah, we did. It's, it's very true. Julio had two touchdowns. Kittle didn't score. But other than that, their, their Kittle, stat lines were identical. Yeah, Kittle had some amazing catches. Some very important catches as well on like third down. He was absolutely... And some awesome blocks. And some awesome blocks. That first uh, 49ers touchdown where he blocked the guy for about 10 yards. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to say. The, the, the other concern, as well as the passing defense, the passing game, yes, Kittle had a good game, but no one else really did anything. You know, We didn't see Manuel Sanders at all, really. He had two receptions for, for nine yards. Debo Samuel, one reception for 29 yards. Kendrick Bourne had a really important drop on third down, which you know it was very early in the game. but you know, We just looked tired up. Yeah, know. so... You know, we hope, need a break. We hopefully, need... they've taken it easy on them in terms of kind of physical workouts throughout this week, and they'll prepare for the rounds. Well, what kind of running is that? Ravens, Saints, Packers before that. Packers, hard work. Seahawks, Rams. Um, and it's spending a know, week. It's spending the Falcons. There's a whole you know, week spent on the East Coast as well, away from home, which doesn't help. You know, no matter how. Yes, you might get all the rest you want, but if you're not in your own home, sleeping in your own bed, you tend yeah. not to get as much sleep. Eleventh toughest schedule in the league the Niners, and a bye in week four makes for a very difficult end to the season. At the end of the day, like we were picking second in the draft this year. We were the second worst team in the NFL last year. They're now going to the playoffs as one of the NFC favourites. So, look, we would have taken that before the season started, hands down. So let's not be too down. Uh, Nick Bosa up to nine sacks for the season. I think that's the second... Uh, is, is it the second... 49ers player in the last 10 years to reach nine sacks in a season? Yeah, potentially. I think so. He's also the, I think he's third in the list of pro football rating for debut seasons as pass rushers behind Alden Smith and uh, Von wow. Miller. Um, and the other thing from this game is, has Dan Quinn done enough to keep his job? They're five and nine. No. No. Yes. I don't think so either. But yes. in what, it's so- first season? No, Dan, Dan Quinn, Quinn of the Falcons. Of the Falcons, Falcons head coach. Yeah. Him that got to the Super Bowl and got blown out years ago. Well, I think I, I think he will. I think he'll stay. You reckon? I think there's a possibility. If they win out and they go seven and nine, I there's, think there's he not stays. a lot. Of, there's not a lot of noise, is there? No, but no. The Falcons apart from, aren't, from us, there's the Falcons not a lot aren't of want, No, the Falcons aren't one of the types of franchises that make a lot of noise. Though, I think they decided early in the season that his time his time's up. The only thing that will save him is this this team is obviously fighting for him. He's obviously doing something right. He's doing something which Jason Garrett hasn't been doing at the Cowboys where it seems like the players are playing for him. But you've been in a in a season where you've gone to the San Francisco and beaten the 49ers and you've gone to New Orleans and you've beaten the Saints and they've lost all those other games. I, I just don't right I don't think there's enough you know, where's all this coaching talent? You know, Griff would sack, you know, probably six, seven Head coaches. There's nine. Norm, normally there's by, nine on the hot seat. Normally by week four, he's he's calling for Sean Payton's head. It's, so he'd sat you know Patricia before the season started. Yeah. So would wrong. I have been wrong? No. But, exactly. but, but who who is going to replace all these people? They'll be there's offensive true. and there's offensive and there's defense. I know, but are, are there going to be any better college coaches? I don't, I don't know. Always, the grass is always green on the other side, isn't it? Not if it's Hugh Jackson and Jeff Fisher on it. So Seahawks thirty. Panthers 24. Game probably wasn't this close, to be honest. Uh, but the Seahawks now sit atop the division as they have the tiebreaker over the 49ers. Um, and we learned this week that Will Greer is going to start for the Panthers. Because so you forget, Will Greer, who was drafted ridiculously high in our draft. 
When we did our fantasy draft, you drafted him in the first round. You took him about eighth, didn't you? <laughs> I took him ninth. <laughs> ninth, yeah. Well, you have faith. Let's see if you were right. Kyle Allen, 25 of 41, 277 yards and a touchdown, but three picks. Considering he only threw one yeah, pick the first yeah, five games he played. Two bad picks as well. Yeah. One unlucky one, which bounced off one of the receivers and the linebacker caught it. But there were two other very bad picks. I, I still like Kyle Allen, but he has regressed and he's, he's, he's going to be a career backup, back, isn't yeah. he? That's where he's going to be. It's a 10-year career as a backup. They need to see whether Will Greer is, is going to be the, not, the next If not, do we step. see the return of Cam? It sounds more and more likely, unless Greer lights one of these two teams up towards the end of the season. Although I have heard it suggested that Cam is going to the Chargers. Yeah, I, and I've seen the Bears. And I've heard the Bears. So maybe, it, it just depends whether they think they can get enough out of Greer and, and Allen. I'm not sure. I didn't think much. To, I mean, you say the scoreline wasn't as close. At the end of the day, you know, the, the Seahawks were, had a decent lead and they gave away a lot of points towards the end. And this has been the Seahawks yeah. for the whole of this, this season. They've won a lot of games by one or less score. So, yes, they're winning the, they're winning the close games. And I think that's actually... Really, Aren't all their wins by one score? Yeah. And, and it's a good, that's a good quality to have if you can play close games and win out, you know, if the 49 in the playoffs, yeah, the 49ers had that this week. They probably won, would have won the game, would have won their game. But I do still think I think the Seahawks are beatable. And now they're they're down a receiver as well after Josh Gordon got suspended for a fifth time. Forever. Can you see him coming back into the league? Surely he's well, done. I know he's so only 28. Jim but and I were having done. this discussion. Has he been suspended for PEDs or has he been suspended for weed? Because I've read both. If he's been suspended for weed, this is insane. Because the NBA now no longer test for weed because they said they'd have to kick out half of their players. The NFL, he lives in Seattle, Washington, yeah, where, it's where, legal. It's, where it's legal. You cannot have 50 states with all different rules on weed and ban players if they smoke it. So you've got to make a statement. As a league, you know your players need help recovering from their injuries week to week. No one has ever said... We lost that game tonight because that receiver is so pumped up on weed, he ran past all of our defence three times and scored a load of touchdowns. Yeah, it's, half, it's hardly enhancing to the play. I think this will be something which the NFL Players Association put on the table when it comes to the next CBA in terms of we don't want this testing anymore. Uh, if that's the case and it's weed that he's been done for, he can still come back. If it's PEDs, it's going to be a step too far. People he probably got them from someone at the Patriots if he, if he yeah, did. probably, probably. Being carried around in a camcorder bag. I don't know what happened to the camcorder. Anyway, enough of that. Tyler, uh, Tyler Lockett was back this week. Eight receptions, 120 yards. Looked really good. Got touchdown as well. Christian McCaffrey, 175 total scrimmage yards. Still if only you were still in a fantasy uh, playoff situation to use him, Jim. Only I was, yeah. Uh, Carolina have allowed 26 rushing touchdowns this season with two wow. games to go. That is insane. And the Seahawks are 56-0 when leading by four points at halftime since 2012. That's impressive. That is insane. <laughs> also impressive, Luke Keekley's stats, 17 tackles throughout the game. And I think even on that Tyler Lockett uh, touchdown, Tyler Lockett kind of crept behind him. And Luke Keekley turned, turned around and was like, turned back to the bench and looked at the bench and go, I can't it, mark everyone. I, I cannot possibly be I everywhere. Can't, I can't do everything. I've not been at all impressed by Perry Fuel and what the game plan he's putting together. It just seems to be, let's throw some talent on the field and hope it sticks. What does impress me, though, about the Panthers game is their, is their running game. Also, they're almost running and passing the whole offense, realistically. But like the 49ers, they seem to have a lot of motion before the snap of the ball. And there's two or three options as the ball is snapped, which you know, the defense has to take into account. So it's worked for the 49ers this year, where it's either gone to... Breeder, Mostar, or it's been a pass, or it's been a play-action pass, or it's been a 
you know, some sort of trick play where receivers end up throwing it. And I can see with the talent that the Panthers have got on the offense now with the likes of McCaffrey, Samuel, Kurt, um, Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore, if they get a decent quarterback, and the offensive line's not terrible, if they get a decent quarterback, if the Cam Newton of old comes back and plays well, that could be a really, really good offense. The Patriots took on the one-win bungles, and despite a poor start, the league's best secondary made it a rough night for Andy Dalton and company. Uh, and in the it's process, easy when you know what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to the cheating in a minute, and I'm not going to I'm not going to gloss over it. But we ensured an 11th straight playoff appearance for New England. Let's address the cheating. The Patriots have been cheating. The Patriots have been cheating. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's blatantly it. obvious. I mean, we sat. We just just now sat here and watched the video which Jake Laser released, and the guy just. He's as guilty as sin, isn't he? When, when the when the Bengals, I'll delete it. Yeah, Bengal security comes over. Says, I'll delete it, sir. I promise, promise, delete it. It's not, it's not there anywhere. I'm going to delete it. I'm going to delete it. Please don't tell my boss. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the guy knows he's getting fired in the morning. He's trying everything, trying to do everything to save his job. Let alone kind of see the, the thing reputation. is, the only person that would even attempt to defend this hasn't got a mic tonight because when Leeds did this and just went, <laughs> you know cheating in the in, in the championship last year. John defended that quite quite, you know, vehemently. Yeah. But this is just shocking. It's just it's the bare faced way I'm, he does it. You know, I'm gonna he, defend John here for a second. He though. sent the <laughs> Chiefs equipment to the wrong place last you know, last <laughs> week. It's just like someone's got to get hold of this bloke. It's like you sent it a Palpatine or something. Because the difference here is that the leads are always useless in the playoffs, so it don't matter how much cheating they do to get there. Whereas the Patriots normally quite good once we get there because you cheat this, in them as well. But this yeah. feels like the old school for if you're in the US soccer or English football, you know the old style old style in the eighties where you, the opposition locker room they'd put water all over the floor so it'd be icy and slippy when you walk in. It's just how can I get into your head as easy as possible? That's fine. Yeah, no that, equipment that, that for was, you. That was legal. This is this is beyond the laws of the game. You can't film the, the other sideliners. And they, but, they've been caught doing it. But why Literally they, red-handed. Why are they doing this with a team that's going to end the season 1-15? I, I, I guess the question is, how many times have they done it before? Because, okay, they've been caught doing it against the Bengals. When Yeah, you're right. They absolutely... So, I don't know. I've not looked into how many documentaries they've produced exactly. over the last I mean, few years. Like, these are the questions which are going to be asked, okay? You've got caught doing it against the Bengals. Has it happened before? How long has this documentary been made? What's what's the deal there? The NFL are going to have to ask these questions. They probably glossed over it a bit this time last week, and I think everyone did, and everyone just kind of presumed it was just everyone jumping on the hype train of you know all the patriots are cheating again isn't that fun it was good good laugh to talk about that but then the video comes out it's like oh no shit the patriots are cheating again the thing is though like i've said to griff i i think it, the cheating and taking that competitiveness just slightly over the line for me taints this dynasty it takes away from the integrity of of what they've achieved and and I think that will always be there. Now, Griff, as a Patriots fan, may well disagree, but and he's probably still enjoyed the wins, but it leaves a bitter taste over something that should be viewed as historic success. But because of mm. small things, and you know, integrity does matter. If there if there is to be no integrity, then there just might as well just be no point. It's like it's like having a fantasy league, and because you get out, you just drop all your players. You know, it just takes away from everything, doesn't it? Yes. I also put out Leeds United won a fair play award this year. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, anyway. All right. So I wonder yeah, if the Patriots ain't winning a fair play award. <laughs> I wouldn't for a second defend what the Patriots have done. I, I I was the first one to say, I think we've cheated. Because I do. 
I don't, I don't give a monkey's about how much it tarnishes the winners. They're going to take those off us. And I support Luton Town in English football, and we win chuff all. So we, we win or bust. I don't care how it's done. We got but cheating. Well. say when, when you did, you, <laughs> you got kicked out of the football league for cheating. Uh, wasn't that money problems? That's different. So I'm going to say this is someone who's not a Patriots fan. If the Giants won the Super Bowl next year and we were cheating all the way, I'd, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. So I, I don't. I think every team is pushing the boundaries. It's just the Patriots push them even further. And and it and they they the, the only thing is I also think that they're now the most scrutinised because they've been caught so many times. I'm not saying it's wrong. I, I, of course that's going to happen. Let's let's look at something a bit more positive. But I mean also they're the most scrutinised because they keep getting caught cheating. Stop cheating. Yeah, you think we you know, just do your white, job. Yeah, do your job better. better than white at the moment. You know, like you, they should yeah. be playing everything by the book. Uh, let's be positive. Stefan Gilmore, is he the new Daryl yes. Rebus? Oh, no, I, was go- I thought you were going to say, is he the defensive player of the year? And I was well, all right, yes. is he the defensive yeah, player of the year? he's also the new Daryl Rebus. He's an island. Six interceptions, ties him for first. 18 passes defence on season, ties him for first. He's got two pick sixes on the year. He's had 36 solo tackles. Honestly, it's incredible. Very rare a cornerback wins defensive player of the year. It is very rare, but he so could. He could. Yeah. I think he should. I think he I, should I said well. that last week, but Especially I don't think he will. He is the best player on the Patriots. He's, he, I oh, think yeah. he's the best Without defensive doubt. player in the league. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which means he, I, he, he should be winning He just baited defense. Dalton yeah. into two of those throws at the weekend. And then as soon as Dalton moved away from Gilmore, he threw the other way to JC Jackson. He picked him off twice as well. Look, Dalton, we know where Dalton is. We've been through this before, but this was a masterclass in how to defend an average quarterback. Bait them into the throw and just pick him off. Oh, I agree with you, but I feel, you know, the coverage that's been and the coverage that we've had today, a team that's been in the playoffs for, what is it, 75,000 years consecutively. 11 straight years, yeah. Close. Yeah, not far off. Beat a team that are cat shit, that are just yeah. utter, utter rubbish. That, that's not, you know... They sh- they should demolish. They should embarrass the Bengals. Yeah, and, and they just about did. Mixon played well, 136 rushing yards. He's been good the final six or seven games of the season. Uh, but Brady, just 128 passing Is that yards. one of his worst games of his career that I hear? It was his worst. It was his lowest pass. It was his worst at half time, I believe. Well, yeah. he said this week as well that he's going to take the record back off, off Drew Brees, isn't he? The yeah, touchdown record. I'm not sure he I, is. I don't see that happening for very long. No. He'll get past Peyton Manning first. Um, you were moaning last week about the, the running game of the Patriots. Sonny Michel looked a bit better this week. 19 carries at 89 yards. against the Bengals. Six carries for 53 yards. He's still got to do it. Yeah, I, I thought Burkhead played well. Do you know, that it was about a 30-yard run, Burkhead. Had. That was his longest ever run. 33 yards. As a yeah. running back. His longest single run. Against his former team as well. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was, it was the Burkhead and Sanu revenge game. Sanu, however, played crap. Sanu, uh, he's one been reception bad. for 14 yards. So, AFC teams that are not crap. The Ravens, 42, beating the Jets, 21, on Thursday Night Football last week. Uh and Lamar continues to roll to the MVP, past Michael Vick's quarterback rushing record, and the 10th consecutive wins for the Ravens, which is a franchise record. Uh, the Jets, I don't, I, they're just on, the bad. The Jets are playing a good team. They're yeah. playing probably the best team in the NFL. Yeah, the but they, they did just lay down eventually. They, they were sort of keeping up, and then they gave up rather than kept up. But you would have expected the Ravens to beat the Jets by this margin. Yeah. No, there shouldn't Absolutely. be a surprise with yeah, that. Yeah, it's Absolutely. not a surprise. Uh, but, but I'll tell you what was a surprise. The fact that the Jets had only allowed three passing touchdowns in, in the last five games, but allowed five in this game alone. And 
I think a lot of that is credit to the fact that everyone has to defend the run against Lamar. So now the field is open for him to pass. And unlike last year, he's now taken advantage of it so well. Absolutely. And now he seems, I mean, his passing has come on leaps and bounds. Even throughout this season, the, the number of different types of passes he makes, his, his sidearm passes are they're a thing to behold. I'm not really sure how he manages to get so much power on the ball with just literally a flick of the wrist. The mind boggles. Uh, <laughs> there's, not, mind boggles. there's not a lot else to be said for this game. So we'll move on to playoff clinching Buffalo Bills. 17-10 win over the Steelers. Uh, it's the first 10-win Bills season since 99 and the second playoff appearance in three years having not previously been there since 99. So second playoff position. Uh, the second playoff, what's the word? Appearance. Appearance is the word. Second playoff appearance in 20 years. Absolutely. Uh, John Brown passed... Is that the same as saying there's been two since 1999? Yeah, but yeah. I like my way is better. <laughs> but then I completely... It didn't, it didn't it sound did. it. it. didn't, it didn't sound better, did it? John Brown <laughs> has gone over a thousand yards for the season. And Tredavious White is the other man with six interceptions. Can so they still win the, the division? Yeah, then? they can, because yeah, we've got to play them. Yeah. But both teams are in. It's wild card and division Because this is one of the only times we've headed into kind of week 16 with... So many seedings up for grabs on the AFC and NFC it's side. The m- most in seven years. That's eight what I mean. Years. It's crazy because yeah, yeah. a lot of the time people are resting players, and, th- and that will hurt yeah. some of these teams. I think as the well. only only team that might be able to rest players would probably be the, be the Ravens in Week 17. If they start up the number one seed next week, which I think they can, then potentially they could rest players. Which I think the Steelers have got them in, in the final week of the, of the season. So. That could be interesting because the Steelers are still in contention for the wild card, so they're still going to be going, going, to be going at, at it, hammer and tongs. Speaking of Steelers, Devlin Hodges, duck, yeah, duck. whatever, duck. Four Hodges. picks against the Bills. That's that was. To, they asked him to throw. Happen. I mean, yes, he's got a big, powerful arm, but they asked him to throw long a lot. When he was throwing short, he was actually more. He was obviously more accurate, and you know, passes and plays were much, much better. Ask him to throw that distance. It's just not. It's just not going to work with a rookie quarterback. It's certainly not going to work with a rookie undrafted fourth choice quarterback. No, there, there are clearly limitations, and it was difficult for them in this game. But the, the Bills' defense is so good; it's yeah. it's almost as good as the Patriots. It's right up there. Look, I was, I was surprised. I thought at home the Steelers would be able to this game, but you know the Bills' defense was just clearly too good um, yeah. for that offense. You know, which is a bit beaten up. Um, bit makeshift and it just wasn't enough was it they, so, they did get Connor back uh, but they eased him in and you know as long as he's fit for next season that's all they're interested in now there's no point putting too much pressure on TJ Watt no. 13 sacks for the second consecutive season it's, that's an impressive defensive performance yeah I mean he's another one that's in the in the running in yeah. the running for defensive of course that defence has been brilliant and here's the one that for me it'll go to a more more uh, successful team though I think I know it's an individual award but yeah, you don't you normally mean. see that that go into a player in the middle of the table. If the Steelers manage to creep into the playoffs, which they Maybe. still can, then he's got a chance because there's no way they deserve to be there. But Josh Allen, nine rushing touchdowns is the most ever by a Bills quarterback in the Super Bowl era. Well, he's on track to get a thousand rushing yards as well, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he, he's only second. But he's gone under the radar a little bit. Yeah, I watched a yeah. fair bit of this game and he just looks a lot like Cam Newton in so many different ways in terms of that way he rushes with the ball, but also his inaccuracy when it comes to passing. <laughs> Yeah, so he's mean, got the good and the bad of Cam Newton. He's a big lad as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. The size of him. He like he his touchdown last week was uh, literally a classic Cam Newton barges way over the goal line. So the AFC South battle may have fallen decisively in favour of the Texans following their twenty-four to twenty-one win over the Titans. Uh, this game saw three red zone turnovers between the two quarterbacks, 
and uh, Carlos Hyde going over a thousand yards for the season, which is fairly impressive for a guy who wasn't really on a team. Uh, you know, well, everyone thought Duke Johnson was going to lead yeah, that yeah. backfield, and yeah. then he's been anonymous. Obviously, this the Browns then signed Kareem Hunt and kicked Hyde out as well. Only two players have a hundred rushing yards against the Titans this year. Uh, he is one of them, and uh, Run CMC is the other one. So it's impressive from Carlos Hyde. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought I thought Tannehill was unlucky with his red zone interception this game. That was another one that hit a player, pinged up in the air, and got picked off. But the fact that the Titans didn't get the best out of Derrick Henry on the day, the Texans more or less shut him down. What do you get, 70-odd rushing yards? No, 86. The first game in five where he hadn't gone over 100 and scored. and It, it showed. Uh, Janu Smith had the longest ever run by a tight end. Yeah, uh, 57 yards. Yeah, very impressive. Longest run from a running back position. AJ Brown had another really good game as well. Eight receptions, 114 yards, one touchdown. He hasn't got the... He's not... Hasn't got the the height of Julio Jones, but he does remind me a lot of Julio Jones in terms of his physicality. He, he's, he look at him, he's thick, he's big, he's a big receiver. You're not going to shake him off the ball. Um, and he's very quick as well. You know, this, this week, uh, his longest catch was for 60 yards. Last week it was what, 91 yards. Yeah. Um, so he's able to catch the ball and get away from the defenders as well. The, the point we were making last week was proven in this game. As soon as Will Fuller is in the lineup, yeah. Hopkins is a different player. Yeah. yeah. And, and then Kenny Stills contributing as well. Let's not forget Stills was transferred in as part of the Laramie Tunsil trade. He's been excellent this season for the he Texans. Really has. A third, uh, he's, he's got to be one of the best WR3s in the league. It's a great receiving course. The three, if the three of them are playing, it's an incredibly good offense. You know, Will Fuller's stats aren't amazing. I mean, the five for 61 but like you say it opens up the game for DeAndre Hopkins six receptions 119 yards um, <laughs> did we notice this week that the Texans refusing to deny that JJ Watt could be back for the playoffs that's a massive boost if they get into the into the playoffs which it now looks like I they will I think they will yeah and, and they get Watt back I suppose it's worried whether he's going to be 100% they fit. get everything back that's what they get back well, but he's one of those players that you'd have him you'd have him playing at 80% and he'd still deliver what most players couldn't do at 110. Oh, absolutely, but then do you, do you screw yourself over for the rest for the rest of his career? Yes. The the career is getting short of him. If this is your chance to run at the, the championship game then you you have to have him can in. Can you think. can you see the Texans beating the Ravens? On any given Sunday. Didn't they beat them already? What happens if the game's on a Saturday? Didn't, didn't they beat them already? Oh, the Texans then. not one of the teams that beat the Ravens this year? I don't know. I think so. Um, right. This is one that we've got to touch upon. It was the last game in <laughs> Oakland. Uh, <laughs> and the Raiders, for want of a better phrase, shit the shed bed. the bed. Uh, it was <laughs> Jags I'll, I'll 20. allow that one. Jags 20, Raiders 16. Uh, Gardner Minshew, two passing touchdowns to, to end the Jags five-game losing streak. Uh, it was 16-6 wow. up. Yeah, they were 16-6 up. Uh, there was a bad, bad refereeing call in this game. Derek Carr rushed and slid for the first down, which would have helped him you know, towards icing the game, mm-hmm. and was ruled as, as out of bounds. And he wasn't. They got, yeah. it, they got that, it wrong. That stopped, that stopped the clock, and it effectively stopped them winding it down to the two-minute yes. warning. Two-minute right? warning, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it, he was celebrating, he was pointing at the crowd, he was doing the muscle poses, and all the while the clock had stopped, and he obviously didn't know. It's one of these... <laughs> There are several things, and we've talked a lot about pass interference this year. There are several things you can't, or coaches can't challenge referees on, and maybe that's the right thing, but just why not make everything challengeable? Yeah, you don't give them any more challenges. No, but you just say, right, 
any call is challengeable because that one they'd be like, well, hang on, no, he's definitely in. Challenge that, keep the clock running, two minutes, and they've probably won the game. But then you look at it like the Patriots last week with Unkill Harry. That worked in everybody's favour that that wasn't challengeable. <laughs> yeah, but it's wrong. It, it, no, no, it's it, wrong. But, but it, yeah, that, right, that yeah, game, yeah. it was right. <laughs> that was challengeable. They just ran out of challenges. Yes, that is true. Because they were forced to challenge something before that the referees got wrong. Yes, you're right. Yeah, but how do you like it when it doesn't go your way, huh? Well, it's, that's just the way it goes. I, I just wanted to you? say it again for another week. Um, Sorry, they also had you. the Raiders also had the chance to win this with a Daniel Carlson field goal that they got to kick twice. He missed the first kick, but the Jags were flagged for offside. Uh, or, or sorry, hitting the kicker, I think. And then he missed the second kick as well. Oakland shot themselves in the foot in a way only Oakland and maybe the Chargers and the Browns. They're the three teams that you'd say. Yeah, could and do then this. the fans smashed up the stadium. Did they smash the stadium up? I know they, they emptied. Oh, they yeah, ripped a load of seats load out. Of seats ripped out. I just saw the field was covered in nachos, which, considering how much we had to pay for nachos at uh, Wembley this year, that's a, that's a lot of money. I hope it's a bit cheaper money. over there. Yes, a million dollars worth of nachos on the field. That's two um, oh, some some couple behind us bought a, a, a meter of nachos and they didn't eat them. No, they should have passed it over. Really, we could have been ridiculous reaching from there. Uh, Waller continues to be the standout player for the Raiders for me, especially while Jacobs isn't playing. Yeah, I also think Max Crosby, the defensive ends, had a really good uh, rookie season. He's another Certainly one. Certainly impactful. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Nick Bose is going to win a f- uh, defensive rookie of the year, but Max Crosby's definitely up there in the, in the rankings. Not the same team without Jacobs, though. No, no Their form not. has just slipped off a cliff since he's yeah. been out. I mean, he did play, but you know, 24, 89 yards, no touchdowns, but he's not been the same player in the last couple weeks. can't lean on him, basically. No, exactly. And when you're leaning on, on Derek Carr, that's... Derek Carr's like didn't have a terrible game, no, though. But he needs a balanced offense. Well, they're just yeah. missing a superb wide receiver like Antonio Brown or someone. Yeah, imagine that if you had him and then he had to go because he was crazy. Well, Still and, the right, and police have the been right back decision. at his house this week as well, haven't they? Oh, have they? Have oh, you right. seen that? To get what his, was Sting doing? To then? get his children uh, children's clothes or something. <laughs> Thank you, one person without the mic who's laughing. Uh, <laughs> I was quietly laughing. It was a terrible joke. It was a terrible joke. Speaking of terrible jokes, did you see the Colts playing last night? The Saints-Colts game ended Colts 7, Saints Sorry, 34. You can't lead with the Colts Well, they were into that. that not when Drew Brees is now the most. I, I, I thought maybe that uh, Brian Hoyer had been played again or something. Yeah. No, ja- Jacoby Brissett, 18 of 34, 165 yards. It sounds like Brian Hoyer was nothing playing. else. We're can getting we, to Drew Brees. I'm giving you the, no, I'm giving you you the comparison. Talk, you should be leading. Drew Brees, 29 of 30, 307 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. Highest ever completion rate. He beat Philip Rivers' record. Oh, did he? And now holds the, the record for most touchdown passes in a career, overtaking Peyton Manning. So yeah. He's now got 542. It's absolutely Brady's phenomenal. Three back, isn't he? Yeah, because he passed Brady and Manning on the yeah. same day. <laughs> I mean, it'd be good if he had another ring and then he'd probably be so, you know, Hall of Fame bound like Eli. <laughs> it is disgusting that Drew Brees has fewer rings than Eli Manning. Yeah, I, I like it. That's, that's what a Giants defense will do for you. I saw this um, graphic earlier this week, which showed the most sacks by all teams uh, of all time, and the Giants in the nineties was just, in the in the early two thousands was just crazy. Oh, Michael you know, Strahan was their, about their twenty Their defense a was just. I'll see you in our on so the other good. side as well. It was a yeah. good, yeah. You haven't got a microphone, John. You need yeah. to borrow <laughs> a microphone. Usio Minura had six in one game. Seven, wasn't it? He had a lot of sacks in one game. Yeah, I think so it was seven. six in his so own. I'm not sure that, you know, you know, Eli was there, but I'm not sure it was all about Eli. No, it, it certainly wasn't. But the, the Saints, 
the Saints' success has been more or less all about Drew Brees. He's, he went there in what was it, twenty? Well, two thousand six. Oh, I would say they are the standout favourites in the NFC because they oh, are they are trending in exactly the right direction. Whereas the Niners are starting to tail off a little bit. The Seahawks, we think, are not as good as as the record may suggest. They're not as good as the Saints. But then basically. the Saints just, you know, I know we beat them in the Superdome, but. You know, they, they do look seriously my, good. My, my concern with the Saints is the same as it was last week. And they've got one receiver in Michael Thomas who is brilliant, no doubt about that. 12 receptions, 28 uh, yards. But And Jared Cook had a good game. But after that... You've got Taysom Hill. Two receptions, 42 yards and a touchdown. That's his sixth touchdown of the season. Okay, but he's hardly a reliable wide receiver. Is but he, he is a reliable like, scorer. Six touchdowns on the season. Ted Ginn. It's crazy. Yes, he does have all the Kamara. Right, you're Smith. not adding to argument. No, no, I understand yeah. the, the point that Jim is making, and he's not wrong, but I, I think it matters less than it would on some if, other if teams. If they'd have picked up Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, that's what I mean. If they'd Absolutely. They could have picked up an, any number wide Where's receivers. Des Bryant floating around now? If, if Sanu had Des gone Bryant, to the Saints. Who was signed by them last season. Difference. Yeah. Yeah. Quickly then, a word on the Colts and their collapse because they were six and two, and they're now six and eight, I think, or they were six and three, and they're now six and eight. They've yeah. just been found out by better teams. They've been found out. They've yeah. lost players at skill positions. <laughs> Ty Hilton played four receptions, twenty five yards. And this is why Andrew Luck fit. shouldn't have bottled it. And you know, because Brissett's done okay. But what's to make you think Luck wouldn't have got injured again? Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think, think you can blame it on the Luck thing. Also, what has happened the last few weeks with the Colts is the rushing game. You know, Marlon Mack Marlon Mack's ha- carrying an injury, isn't he? Broke his yeah. hand. Mack had a good start to the season, but since he got injured, you know, he had 11 carries to 19 yards. This, this was almost farrow length yeah, territory. Since the return of the Mack, he's just, just been not poor. been a good return. Right. The Bears... <sighs> Playoff chances ended with defeat to the Green Bay Packers 21-13, despite Trubisky putting up a decent performance and more or less matching Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Rodgers now 18-5 and in his career against the Bears. And this was the first time that Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams both scored touchdowns in the same game, which I was astounded at because I wouldn't have thought that. Um, well, Aaron Jones, you know, before this year, you know. Elite player. <laughs> um, where, where do we put the Packers in terms of... Uh, Super Bowl favourites. Where are they in the ranking? Because I don't. I think they're, they're quite low. I think they're maybe five or six out of six from the NFC. There's an yeah. NFC Championship game that this team will lose. You think they're going to get to the Championship game? Yeah. Because this offense is I, not. I think doing it enough. depends if they have to play the Saints before the Championship game. If they don't, then I can see them getting to the Championship game okay. purely because if you look at, you know, Russell Wilson obviously is a great player. Jimmy G, not played playoff football yet, you know. So I think it's difficult to, you know, the NFC is is tough, but Aaron Rodgers in, you know, in prime time, Aaron Rodgers in playoff situation, Aaron Rodgers having to win on a last drive every every week, yeah. that gives you a very good chance. It does in tight games. So I I think that they are they will be a better team in the playoffs than they are in the regular season. I'd would probably, be my I, guess. I'd, I'd probably agree with that, but through wanting, for not wanting to sound like a broken record here, outside of Devontae Adams, the receiving core is terrible. So for the season so far, Devontae Adams has got 788 receiving yards off 10, on, off 10 games because he had some injuries. Marcus Valdez-Scantling is next on 427. Do you want to know who's next? Geronimo. Geronimo Allison. Alan Lazard, yeah. Nope. Jones? Jimmy Aaron Graham. Jones. 
Oh, really? Aaron Jones yeah. on 425, then Jimmy G on 382, and then Alan Lazard on 363. Like, aside from Devontae Adams, there's no reliable receiver there at all. See, I think the receivers are good. I question whether the scheme is getting them into positions they should be. And I also question... Aaron Rodgers, is he holding the ball too long? Because every time I see him, it's one, two, three, four, then he throws the ball. You're right. Like he he's waiting for the I big plays. He's, he's not going to no take a picture of him if he, if he throws it too fast. Well, you know, it, you know, it feels a bit that way. Right. He does need to be taking the check down a few more times. Than he yeah, is. He's there, there's a lot of five, six, seven-yard passes yeah. that he could be taking, and he's not. And that's why players like Jimmy Graham are not contributing on a regular basis, because they are there and they are open. You can't tell me Jimmy Graham is a worse player than... Jason Witten. He's not. Yeah, but they're both on Zimmer frames. Yes, but my point is, when Jason Witten is open, Dak Prescott throws in the ball, even if it's only five, six or seven yards. Whereas Jimmy Graham, unless he gets 20 yards down the field, Aaron Rodgers isn't looking at him. And that is a problem for Rodgers and the scheme to overcome. This is not, this is not to be critical of Green Bay particularly. They're doing all right with a new coach. It's just there are kinks to work out and it's whether or not you work that out fast enough to still take advantage of a player like Aaron yeah. Rodgers. They've got a really tough game next week against the Vikings, Monday Night Football. That decides the division, doesn't That's it? In Minnesota as well, I think. Um, I think the Vikings are a better team at the moment. I would have to agree. I also think the Vikings are a better team. Let's talk about the Vikings. They humbled the Chargers 39-10. Uh, the Chargers tied a... A record for this season, I believe, with seven giveaways. I think the uh, Bucks had seven earlier in the season as well, in the Jameis Winston four-five interception game, whatever it was. Uh, zero sacks for the Chargers as well for the fourth time this season, which is not good. The team that isn't great on offense has to be good on defense, and they're not producing on either side of the ball. Um, and Melvin Gordon, it's all over. T- lost two fumbles in this game. He's not putting up the yardage. I don't know where he plays next season, but it's it's not for the Chargers. Total of five fumbles by Chargers in this game. Four of them lost. Uh, Rivers was one touchdown, three interceptions, 307 yards. But, you know, we've said it throughout the season. Gary's finally been proved right. Rivers is not a good quarterback anymore. God, I hate him. It, it's all over for Philip Rivers. It is, it's all over. And he's talking about playing again next season somewhere else. But no one should be taking a chance This is a game that was close going into half time. Like, you know... The Vikings were 13-7 up and, and some of the final points that the Vikings scored was off a turnover it, and then they just sped it, it, away. It'll turn it. up somewhere, play three or four games and then a younger quarterback will take over. Yeah. Someone it, will take it, a punt on right. Are there any states that pay child benefit? <laughs> <laughs> he would be raking it in if there was. <laughs> Melvin Gordon, seven carries, 28 yards. <laughs> Apologies if you can hear John dying in the background. Yeah, That's yeah. why he hasn't got a microphone this week. Seven carries, 28 yards for Gordon. Eckler, seven carries for 19. There just wasn't anything there for them to run through. The Vikings are getting better and better and better. Cousins isn't making the catastrophic mistakes. This is a good team going into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And they've got a great defence as well. And that's obviously vital going into the playoffs. So, let's talk about the Bucks. The Bucks hammered the Lions 38-17. to And Jameis became the first player ever with 450 passing yards in two consecutive games. Now that is impressive. This is why he's going to get signed. 30 touchdown passes for the season, 29 interceptions he's on, with two games still to go. That's absolutely crazy. He's going to be back for the next year or two with the Bucks because yeah. Arians isn't going to want to train a new player that he doesn't know is going to be able to win games. And he isn't a good quarterback. No, he's a good thrower of the ball. He's the perfect quarterback for the Arians offense. Bruce Arians always likes a quarterback who can throw a massive deep ball. Carson Palmer was the same. 
Um, you know, Winston can do that. He's got an incredible arm. If he plays like this every game, he's a franchise quarterback, without a doubt. Two two years ago, before they were on hard knocks or whatever, that he was seen as a real talent, wasn't he? Yes, he was. And then he just... It's, it's, for me, it's they just that just, he's got to stop turning over the ball. Yeah, the the talent up. has always been there. Yeah. His leadership has always no, seemed reasonably good. But let's not forget, he's done this without Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Well, Chris Godwin for most of the ma- most of the game as well. So it's not that well, he's just. Bashar Perriman now has. Yeah. Did he have three touchdowns in this Something game? Like that. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's yeah. only ever had three in a season it first, once it before. It was his first ever 100 yard game as yeah. well. Like he's turning Brashard Perriman into a really good player. Some of the passes from Winston, we, we, I said this earlier about um, what's his face, Carson Wentz. Some of the passes from Winston were absolutely spot on, dropped on a dime. But it's, it's for me, it's the, it, should, it, should, it should be over. 29 interceptions. Yeah. No one you has ever in. thrown 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in a season. And he could, and he could still make 5,000 yards as well. Like he's had nearly 1,000 passing yards in two games. It's phenomenal, but those turnovers mean you're never going to win a Super Bowl with him. You are just not. He might get you to a Super Bowl, and another team will just say, right, we are playing deep, and we will pick him off five times. Imagine if he came up against the Patriots. You'd say, the Patriots can never beat this offense, ever, because they can't outscore him. But they would pick him off five, six yeah. times. But again, you know, we talk about players that have to pass the ball too much, and the run game in Tampa Bay is yeah. also terrible. You know, every time it looks like it's going to do something, you know, it's Doug Martin looked like he was going to do something for a while. Then he found God and it all went wrong. Yeah, and then... That's, that's <laughs> God's not very good at blocking. <laughs> God, God makes a terrible fullback. You know, Ronald Jones, everyone thought he's going to, going to be... Rojo. Gr- Rojo. I'm not, I'm not, he doesn't deserve any sort of nicknames. So, you know, like the first... <laughs> he was just Doug Cotches. Like, rookie <laughs> year, he's, you know, he looked like he was... We thought he was going to be great. He was awful. This year, he showed glimpses for like two or three weeks, got himself a nickname, and then, then ends up terrible. I also noticed the, uh, the third receiver for Tampa Bay this week in the, in the wake of Godwin going off injured and Evans missing the game. Sounded like a, a mid-card wrestler from the 90s. It's Scotty Miller. Scotty three Miller. receptions, 49 yards, and a vicious elbow off the top rope. Miller. Yeah, that's him. Vicious yeah. elbow off the top rope. Didn't he play for the Bulls? <laughs> that's Scotty Pippen, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's completely different, very different sort of player. Very different. Um, that's the NFL random name generator, back in full swing, isn't yeah, it? Shaq Barrett ties the Warren Sapp sack record for the Bucks with 16.5. He's going he's gonna to break that over the next couple of weeks. Oh, you fully And, and Arians has already sex. come out and said, if he won't sign, we're franchise tagging him. But just imagine how good this team would be if their quarterback didn't throw the ball to the other team 29 <laughs> times. Well, they'd, they'd be pushing the Saints for the division, is where they would be. Well, but they, they can't. At least have a wild card. 29 times. Should they go for someone like Gordon? <sighs> yes. Yeah, but they've got enough problems with turnovers. He has, they, got, he has got a fumble problem this week, apparently. He, he had a fumble problem, but yes, they need a star running back who's got something to prove. Yes, they probably should. That's a good shout for a man who's not talking today. That's a good shout. I, uh, I was trying to th- find things we could talk about the Lions. Danny Amendola went over 100 yards. I think that might be the first time this season. I've got something Go interesting on. to tell you. Oh, bloody hell. Matt Patricia has been confirmed, apparently, for the 2020 season. Yeah, I read that earlier that they were talking about bringing him back because they're basically saying Matt Stafford being injured has cost him the season. But yeah, I think that I mean that's fair. It's fair, but I don't think it's going to make much difference. Yeah, this, this was a team that was a, at one point they were three, three and one. Now you you sacked him at one. least four times. Yeah. Oh yeah, you I think he's been terrible. Start, season start, I, I, I think he's been terrible. They did start off the season okay. 
They and they've since lost seven games. That is mainly because the quarterback's not there. I don't think you can put too much else on Matt Patricia or anything else here. I think you know D- David Blau, twenty-four of forty-three. I mean, you should never be allowing a, a rookie second choice from where was he? Purdue. Purdue quarterback to be throwing forty-three passes. But when your leading rusher is his random name generator, Wes Hills. 10 carries for 21 yards. What choice have you that, got? That, that stat line is not actually very good, 10 for 21. But some of the runs he had were really important. He absolutely bullied his way oh, through defensive lines. Hammer. Yeah. Hammer of a man. No one's saying he's bad, but this, this game had got out of hand yeah, because they couldn't they defend They lost it. their quarterback. They've lost their lead runner, who was starting to look pretty decent. I think you have to just reset and go into next season. The uh, Browns playoff hopes hen- ended. Sorry, at ended. the hand- ended. Browns playoff it's hopes like, ended a long time ago. Uh, well, technically they were in when the race. Freddie Kitchens took over. <laughs> 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 Freddie Freddie Kitchens, who is now favourite to be there next season. Yes, apparently so. Oh, what a stupid Utter mistake! Bullshit. It's, they're just Browns in it up, aren't they? Yeah, I mean they've got. Well, there's rumours that OBJ wants out. There's now rumours that Jarvis Landry wants out. Everyone's the fans, the fans want the out. The fans want out. Everyone's out. Apparently, pissed Beckham off. was asking to go to the Steelers, wasn't he? Oh. Beckham's asking to go into Everyone. pretty much every team. Landry was shouting at the Cardinals. CFL. <laughs> Landry was shouting at the Cardinals sideline to come and get him. I mean, Drake he, had a massive argument with Kitchens on the sideline. Didn't yeah, he I mean, uh, and Landry. Yeah, but, uh, Kitchens. We've, I said this before. He hasn't got the discipline to run a team. He hasn't got the experience to run a team. Speaking of discipline, I ought to point out that the, the Browns lost 24-38 because I actually didn't get that far. They lost 24-38 to the Cardinals uh, in the Ke- Kenyon Drake game as he went for four touchdowns and could have had a fifth as well. I believe one was called back. Yeah. So the Browns have got nothing going for them. We've seen the odd spike on the scale this season where they they've turned up. The, they are one of the teams that have beat the Ravens this year. And <laughs> I really don't understand how. They just seem like... Let's get these amazing wideouts. Let's get this decent running game. Let's have this great quarterback. And put He's not a great quarterback. The that someone, has not been proven. Someone yet. who has the potential to be a great quarterback. Yes, okay. He did all right in his first season. Yeah, I'm saying he's got the potential to be, but... But then put shit all in front of him. Well, it's his first full season, isn't it? Yeah, there's the offensive line needs addressing in the off-season, but more importantly, the whole coaching team needs addressing in the off-season because they've got a good defence as well. They've got pieces in all three sections of the defence. Well, when you pick first for eight out of the last ten well, years or, or whatever later, it is, yeah. you, you should have some players somewhere. But, but, I mean, let's bear in mind, it's only, I think, four years, there's drafts from four years ago where there's not a single player on, on the, the team. The only but, team to have a losing record in every season of this century. <laughs> this decade sorry this decade wow. so since 2010 to now they're the only team that have gone losing record every single year but general manager John Dorsey he's done he's done a good job in putting together what looks like an amazing team on the field but he hasn't done the job in, in terms of appointing the right cut head coach he needs to cut the loss get a decent head coach in there Mike McCarthy for instance he's had a season off now he could probably go in there and do a much better job so why job. is Freddie Kitchens the favourite to keep his job I don't know I think it's just because, because I've heard you talk a lot about John Dorsey and how much you admire his ability to turn a team round, but this you, is a shit but decision. But you can't deny it. On paper, this looks like yeah, an amazing team. Yeah, it does. But it's all about what glues them together. And the answer is nothing. Well, there's nothing in terms of leadership from both uh, the head coach position, but also from the quarterback position. Baker Mayfield is just a, a loud noise. He's not a leader yet. Um, they've lost one of the 
biggest problem is, is Miles Baker Mayfield season. is all about Baker Mayfield. Yeah, He's exactly. not about yeah. the Browns. But then also, OBJ has all, all been about, always been all about OBJ. I don't think Jarvis Landry's like that, but then yeah, maybe they've got a few too many big personalities. You said last week that you don't want OBJ on the 49ers, and I completely agree with that because he's not a team player. Do you not think this is why you you struggled to compare the NFL and the NBA? Because on the NBA, there's only five guys on a court, so you can have one or two personalities that dominate the game because they get the ball every play. Whereas in the NFL, it doesn't work like that. Beckham can go three quarters without being targeted. And he kicks off because there's uh, so many other players available. Everything's different, like you know they have super contracts and all these kinds. Yeah, of things yeah, as well. I so understand. But the way in that terms they of structure, th- your your kind of stature within the game changes, you know, as well because you know I, I support the Celtics and you know we moved on for some you know some players this year because we had a lot of youth players coming through. And they just weren't getting into the into the team, and and there was conflict in the dressing room. So we moved on the more expensive players and let that youth come through, which, like you say, you you have less players, you have a, a smaller roster, I suppose, to use. But it, you know, I do yeah. just think it's about, you know. Oh, sorry, John was just waving at me. We, we thought um, we thought the laptop had broken again. <laughs> I agree to a point. But you can have the players with attitudes. You need managers who can handle them. And Freddie Kitchens can't handle, can't handle them. The, the, the Legion of Boom was a team full of players with huge attitudes. But they had Pete Carroll who can handle players yeah. with attitudes. And when, they've got their, when yeah. they have reached their, least, their use... He's moved on from I them. Do want, I do wonder. But it. yeah, Freddie Kitchens is not the man to have. I love the way John sounds so angry tonight, yeah, no. even though he's not. He's just raspy. Yeah, he's just but raspy. But, but, well, he is, he's right. He they, does raise a very good point. You take yeah. some of the greatest NFL teams of all time. The Steelers in the 70s were a gigantic bunch of knobs. But Chuck Knoll got them to perform. I wonder what would happen if you took Tom Coughlin and put him on this team. So bear in mind, Tom Coughlin has managed OBJ before, but he's a renowned disciplinarian. And he won't put up with shit like that. Like he just well, I was about to say that it, what's happening in the Browns very much reminds me of what's happening at the Jags. Yeah, and it's the same reason because Doug Marone yeah. still thinks Tom himself Coughlin, as a yeah, player. Tom Coughlin isn't in the dressing room. But you yeah. know, when he was, when he was the head coach of the Giants, like if you watch the America's games with the two, his two Super Bowl wins, the, and the first one, I think Michael Strahan's one of the, one of the presenters, and he's saying he had a massive problem with Tom Coughlin because you know, timekeeping was a utmost important. You had to be there five minutes before the meeting started. It was Coughlin time. I think if you put a coach like that into the Browns who has got experience, not just in terms of the, being a head coach, but actually experience in managing players with big egos because he's done it before, Michael Strahan. OC where's, where's McCarthy going to turn up? I don't know if he will. I uh, think he'll be back next year. I think he year. probably will be back next year. He'll definitely be back he, that, next year. Again, that... But Griff's going to sack a third of the entire league. So he's going to be somewhere, he, isn't he? he? he Surely. He's, yeah, he's got a good shout to be somewhere. But whether the Brown, he's the type of coach that the Browns need or not, whether he was that, is that disciplinarian, I'm not sure he is. Do you not think this is a result of the Browns trying to bring in enough players to make themselves an overnight success rather than working hard to be a long-term success? Because you cannot build a dynasty in one season. And that is what they have tried no, to this do. Is, well, it, is no, it takes time to go. Right, in, two seasons. No, it takes a lot of time to try and scout every team's sideline. Exactly. 
Now, you, you imagine the dedication. I mean, Christ, you think the Bengals are probably the last team we've done because <laughs> they're the worst. We've look, done everyone else. If you look, if you look at kind of the, the talent on the Browns versus the talent on the 49ers, at the beginning of the season, you probably would have said the, the Browns are going to have a better yeah, record definitely. than the 49ers. And the two things that, well, the main thing that's different is the head coach in the terms of, and the head coach and the way the team's built. The head coach is a good tactician. He's amazing when it comes to drawing up plays, good trick play. And the second thing is the way the team has been built. They haven't got the egos. They got rid of a load of egos. Gary made that point last week. They got rid of all the players that are causing trouble in the, in the dressing room. They brought in players that they want to have in that franchise. But there's a big difference because the 49ers have got a team of their own first round picks. The Browns have got a team of everyone else's first-round picks. But they're good first-round picks. They're team players. There's not any egos there. Even yeah. DeForest Buckner, who is probably the best out of those first-round picks. Okay, Nick yeah, Bosa your players with attitudes kept getting arrested. Yeah, well, well now they, they did. Yeah, they got yeah, rid so of them. just those. got rid of them all. Yeah, it cleaned house. Have Cleveland tried to build a brand rather than a team? Yeah, well, I'm sure they've made a lot more money this year. Yeah, I'm and sure. that is exactly John's point is exactly what I was saying. That they've tried to skip out all the important building blocks and just go straight to being important, and you can't do that. Now, Larry Fitzgerald say, in Cleveland, what they're doing, they're having to replace a basketball team as well who lost LeBron, LeBron, James. James. LeBron James, and they're having to bring a whole new thing to the city. Yeah, of course. But, but at the same point, there's there's still something for me in the way that they're scheming because if you have Odell Beckham you should be throwing him the ball at least once in three quarters. Well, they tried to get it to him 13 times, just the most in the whole team this year. Now, I think they're trying to force him the ball now because there's been such an uproar about him not getting as many as many yards or as many catches as Jarvis Landry. But there's a euphemism about a fart, isn't there? Yeah, but Jarvis Landry's been the better wide receiver this year, by far. Yeah, and he kicks up less as well. Um, 241 consecutive matches for Larry Fitzgerald with a reception. So he's only behind Jerry Rice, but he's miles behind. Is it 290 Jerry yeah. Rice had got? Oh, yeah, it's a but lot Jerry Rice behind. was playing when he was 74 years old. <laughs> 42. Absolutely. And, and we should credit the Cardinals here because they actually played really well. Chandler Jones was brilliant on yeah. the defence. I actually want to talk a bit about Kyler Murray as well. Go for goals. I think he... Yeah, he's had a tough first season, but behind that offensive line, who wouldn't have a tough first season? Josh Rosen had it last year. I think the difference with Kyler Murray is his escapability. He had one run where he absolutely flew past half the uh, half the Browns' defense, cut back inside, flew past the other half, and almost scored a touchdown. He's got the potential to be Lamar Jackson next year with his pace and his kind of awareness of the game as well. Yeah, um, and I think he's probably a better passer than Lamar Jackson is. And uh, the Kenyon Drake game certainly spelled the end of David Johnson. Three carries, six yards. I don't know where he ends up. I hope he gets another shot. He's going to be at the Cardinals again. You reckon? Well, some, yeah, just because of the salary. Yep. Yeah, I do wonder if somebody will. Unless it's a big salary dump and they send him to Miami. Yeah, whether whether we see who was it a few years ago, uh, Brock Osweiler style trade where yeah. they basically just take on the salary and take on the player. Yeah, I, 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 I can see that happening, and and I really hope he gets the opportunity somewhere else. But uh, it, you know, Kenyon Drake, you can't fault what he's done. Right, we have to talk about the uh, Chiefs and the Broncos who played the snow game this snow weekend. Game. The Broncos scored three points. Chiefs scored twenty three. This is the best Mahomes has played since his injury. Yeah. So he is healing up. Back to his best. Uh, and Drew Locke, despite playing in Denver, where you'd imagine he's been practicing for a while, looked like he'd never seen snow before. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't pretty. I think they. I think at halftime he had two yards. Two. <laughs> two. It was bad. 
for a man whose reputation is how far can I throw the ball? Not very was the answer. Um, Harrison Butker, interestingly, for the Chiefs, has now set the record for the most points in the first three seasons of a player's career. So he is the new Dustin Tucker. He is creeping up on Tucker. Like, all of Tucker's records are falling to Butker. And it's done very quietly, because no one talks about him, because you're on a team with Pat Mahomes. It's very impressive. And Kelsey, the first tight end with four consecutive thousand-yard seasons, because he doesn't get injured the way Gronk does. No. Very, very good. Uh, th- there's not a massive amount to be said, but... Oh, the, snow- the snowball fight at the start of the game was good. Yeah, that's always a winner. You love to see it. But players having fun. That's, that's good. That's how it should be. Um, it was like Muppets at Christmas. It just looked like the snow just didn't affect Mahomes at all. And I don't know if it should or not, but, you know, 340 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. That's he's, pretty good. He's legitimately the best quarterback in the league. I yeah, feel. I think you're right. Well, I'm I'm not sure about that, but he's one of the top three or four. Uh, fifth fifth successive ten win season for the Chiefs, and they are now eleven and one against the AFC when Mahomes is playing. But they've also got Andy Reid. AFC so West, sorry. They are going to choke in the playoffs. Well, it's entirely possible, but one day he has to just get lucky rather than just doing it right. He has to get lucky, and maybe this is the year that you've got to bear in mind the Mahomes injury, for the sake of not very much, could have been. A season ender, and it wasn't. So to to get back from that and to be coming right at this time of the season, sometimes it's just your year. It it just looks like he's coming back into form now, yeah. and that is what you want. I mean, you always have this, don't you? Going into the playoffs, you have a team who are absolutely lit the regular season alight, and everyone's like they're going to get to Super Bowl. Now, don't get to Super Bowl, and they lose in the divisional round. Well, I, I think that'll be the Niners this year. Well, the Niners, that could be the Ravens. Just, that could be the Ravens as well. They just seem like they're just yeah. tailing off. I think you're probably right with the Niners, and I think we probably, you know, we're hoping that they get there. But it's a is big this what ask. it sounds like when I'm down on the Patriots? Yeah, no, all right, just checking. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think kind of with the experience of last year, maybe the Chiefs are the team to beat the Ravens to the Super Bowl. The AFC. Um, the Chiefs have actually picked up Tyrell Suggs off waivers after the Cardinals. There yeah, go. Niners wanted him as well. Yeah, lots of teams wanted him and the Chiefs have got the highest wasn't, waiver. Wasn't he only released not because of performance but because they wanted to play the younger players? Yeah, exactly. And they'd already said he wasn't going to be there next year so they've just given him a head start on finding a home. I, I think that's the right Giving him a to chance to win in the Super Bowl, haven't <laughs> yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think so. It's a great pickup for the Chiefs. We they haven't mentioned um, Tyron Matthew much this season for the Chiefs, but he had five, five solo tackles and a sack in this game uh, and two passes defensed. Like he, He's been excellent on this team very quietly this season. I think the backfield for the Chiefs has been pretty bad, but he's been a, a high spot in it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Broncos only rushed for a total of 56 yards, which for a team with uh, Big Royce and Philip Lindsay is not enough when you need to carry when you need to carry a rookie quarterback. That's, that's not going to get it done. It's not like Kansas City's defense has been good against the run. And the snow should, in theory, affect the run game less, but neither of these teams have got good running games. That might be the Chiefs' downfall in the playoffs. I don't know. I think the, the Broncos' running game isn't that bad. I think both Lindsay and Freeman on the day can be 100, 120-yard rushers. Big Royce. Big Royce. Um, I just think they've had a ba- they've had a bad day. Like Broncos all around have just had a pretty bad day. And now uh, Kareem Jackson suspended for two games, so effectively the season for uh, performance enhancing drugs or breaking that policy anyway. DUI, DUI, driving under the influence. Oh, is that what he got that's done? That's what for? it was for. Oh, okay. Well, so that's He's his suspended season. anyway. Yeah, yeah that's, the that's the thing. They, sometimes it's a bit misleading. They come out with this substance abuse thing, but yeah, he got done drink driving. Oh, well, we've all been there, haven't we, uh, Jim? John. 
No, I don't know. I'm just throwing, I'm just throwing names what? out there. No, no, no. Nobody on this podcast has ever been there. Uh, I don't think. No. Right. Let's have a look at the playoff picture, uh, guys. Have we got the playoffs in front of us? I've got the playoffs. In front Where? Of Where what are the calculations for the AFC? Currently, AFC first seed is Ravens, second seed Patriots, third seed is Chiefs, fourth seed is Texans, and then two wild cards: fifth seed Bills, sixth seed Steelers. In the hunt, we've got the Titans, Browns, and Raiders still. But really? Yeah. I mean, wow. top, the Titans are eight and six, and the Browns and Raiders are both six and eight. So there's still a chance they could get there. But realistically, the wild card is going to come down to the Steelers and the Titans. For the Do they play seat. each other, the Steelers and Titans? No, I'm not sure. No, I don't. Maybe not. I I, I know the the Titans play the, the Texans, Texans again. again. Yeah. Uh, and then this week, that's the final game. No, this week the Titans have got the Saints. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> who have the, who, the Steelers got? got? Jets and Ravens. Thank you. Ah, uh, the Steelers have got a really good chance of making the playoffs, yeah, and they would be an awful team in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> that, you wouldn't want to face them, but they're still not going to be very good. And what about the NFC? How are we looking on the in, NFC? In the side? NFC, from top to bottom, first seed Seahawks, second seed Packers, third seed Saints, fourth seed the Dallas Cowboys. And then a wild card, fifth seed, 49ers, uh, sixth seed, Vikings. And in the hunt, we've got the Rams and we've got the Eagles. So in the wild card for the NFC, um, the 49ers are 11 and 3, Vikings are in 10 and 4. And then the Rams are two games back on 8, eight and 6, and the Eagles on 7 and 7. Now, the Eagles obviously could get in. Uh, they are either the a divisional East. winner yeah, or, or, or out. Or out. They're not a wild card. Both the Eagles and the Cowboys are on 7-7, seven and seven, and the Cowboys are there based on the fact that they beat them. Um, but they've also got to play each other. I think um, the NFC teams are pretty set. It's just We're I, just looking at um, I think it's seedings now. Seedings, and I yeah. think it's whether the Cowboys or the Eagles. Yeah. yeah. You'd imagine the Cowboys are going to do that, but it's so hard to, to predict. Uh, yeah, I would think so. But like you said earlier, they're so inconsistent. Yeah. You, you don't know what the Cowboys team's going to tell Should them. Should we uh, have a look at next week's fixtures? Just bring those up, and we'll, we'll run through those quickly, see what so games. Got those in front of me. Go so for goal. Starting with the Buccaneers and the Texans. <sighs> that Now... Bearing in mind how the Texans have played, there is absolutely a serious chance that the Bucks beat them. Because the Texans' secondary is not good. And but they 40 nil down, didn't they? But they f- about 20, 30 nil down at half the Ravens. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they've been bad. And they've also been bad at putting successive wins together. Oh, uh, I think the Texans will win that. I'd take the Bucks. I'm going to take the Bucks because they're on a four win streak. Uh, go on. What else have we got? Bills, Patriots. Yep. Well, in obviously, so the obviously my money's on the Patriots. Patriots. The first, I think that's the first time we've ever bet the Patriots, isn't it? Yeah, so you watch them lose now. I think yeah. we beat the Bills by three points earlier in the season. I think it's going to be a really tight game. I, I, think it, I think this comes down to the kick-in. Oh, too dear. Well, <laughs> Nick, Nick Falk has been the best of our substitute kickers, which is why they re-signed him. I, I think this comes down to a field goal game again, and... In Foxborough, you'd say the Patriots are going to take that. You obviously worry about the offence in terms of Brady throwing the ball has been pretty bad. The running game's not there. But and this Bills defence is really good. If there's one thing Josh Allen isn't designed for, it's accuracy against a really good secondary. This is true. And if they get to him God, and pick him off a couple of times... It's such a low-scoring game, isn't it? It could well be. What else we got? 49ers-Rams. In, well, not San Francisco. Santa, Santa Clara. Clara. Yeah. In, in Santa Clara. I mean... 49ers. Jet Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers. I think their defence is too good, and if you get to Donald, you know he falls apart. Giants, Redskins. 
Uh, it's a God. nothing game. But, Toss a coin. But, uh, I think the Redskins could win this. I think the Redskins is in Washington. I'm yeah. assuming Eli's not playing. And if he's not playing, then the Redskins will win that. Ravens-Browns. The Ravens will crush him. It's over for the Browns. There's in no Cleveland, they normally win at Christmas. I'm going to go Cleveland to get a shock win. That would be a shocker. Can't see it. John's shaking his head in his, in his Wham yeah. t-shirt. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Ravens have got nothing to play for, really, have they? Uh, they can still lose the first seed, but... They need the, they need the assurance the, win. They have won the AFC and, North. And Harbour is not one They would rather get the first seed and then yeah, rest absolutely. players. Yeah. Go on, what else we got? Titans Saints. It's in <sighs> Tennessee. Saints. Yeah. It's a good Titans defence. It is absolutely a game that the Titans can win. The Titans have to win. The Saints don't have anything to play for. I'm going to say the Titans squeak this one. Oh, you say that again. It's seedings. It's going to be an issue. The Saints have currently got the third seed, so they wouldn't get a bye. You're trying to tell me a 41-year-old quarterback doesn't oh, want to off? He absolutely wants the bye. I just think the Titans have got to win just to stay in the race. and I, I just think they will. I, Let's be honest. They they gone what six and one. Under, oh, they're now six and two under Tannehill. Yeah. And this loss last week was not on Tannehill. He played really well. I think this is a game he will be well up for, and he can keep up with Drew Brees. Yeah, closet Titans fan. Of course. <coughs> and then we've got we've got some uh, terrible, South. pointless games. Jags, Falcons. No one. No cares. one cares. Raiders, Chargers. No one cares. <laughs> Lions, Broncos. No one cares. Colts, Panthers. No one cares. Dolphins, yeah. Bengals. No one. Hang cares. on. No one cares. Colts. Panthers, uh, Will Greer, will he be better or worse than Kyle Allen? Um, same. John's yeah. flatlining it. Yeah. Darius I mean, Leonard is going to crush up. him. Yeah. I, I think this could be a big Colts win. I Cowboys, think. Eagles. Cowboys, Eagles for the NFC East in Philadelphia. I'm going Eagles. I'm going Eagles and I hate yeah, it. Yeah, I but think it'll be Eagles as well. And it's a the nod. Cow- the Cowboys won this week, so they'll lose next week. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's all around the table. We're all picking the Eagles. Wow. That Chiefs are at Bears and that's the kind of game they lose. <clears throat> that is the kind of game they lose, but I think I think the Chiefs will squeak it. I think the Chiefs have got enough to get past the Bears. And then Packers-Vikings. The Favre Bowl. <laughs> Vikings are winning that game. It's in Minnesota. Vikings are winning that game. So Comfortably that is, that is as well. Kirk Cousins on a Monday night. Yeah. <sighs> we'll see. He's not been bad the last two primetime games. The last time they played was, was in Lambeau, obviously, and the Packers won by, I think it was a score, and there was two horrible offensive holding calls against the yeah. Vikings. That were like, never hold, they holding. They were never holding calls. The first one, maybe. The second one definitely wasn't. The Vikings are more than capable of beating the Packers, and I think they're the better team at the moment. So, obviously, the Packers are going to win. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you on that. Is that all the fixtures? Roughly. Shit, um, all the ones we need to talk about. Right. Quickly, then, uh, who's still in our fantasy? Nobody around this Nobody table. Nobody around this table. table. We are officially sucky at fantasy football. So, Both. we've got the pointless game. Yep. And you've got me versus the the man, the one man influenza machine. Johnny <laughs> <Crash>. <laughs> me versus Barry White over there. Third place, is it? Yeah, <laughs> the honour of being not as good as the people in the final. Yeah, uh, you're just better than Steve. <laughs> the better than Steve Bolt. <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff. Who who is in the the final then? Uh, so it's Dunk versus Andy. Oh, Dunk Andy Ball. Oh, where, where are we going? Uh, anyone? Dunk. Well, I've offered Andy uh, any trades he needs, um, <laughs> so uh, my money's on Andy. 
I'd offer Duncan any trades he needs, but I've got nothing. You've in dumped my team. all already. <laughs> I've dumped yeah, all my players. Me and Unle- both dumped Unle- players. Unless he wants Derek Watt at fullback, Duncan's going to listen to this and then go looking on his email, going, "Where are all these trades?" I offered James White. I think I still got DJ Moore, Duncan. If you want him, yeah, he's pretty decent all year. Well, thank you. I'll go with Andy. Thank you for listening to the Snap UK uh, NFL podcast. It's been a pleasure having you. Sorry if it's been a bumpy ride uh, this week, more so than usual, due to uh, Chinese food intake and technical wind. issues with wind. <laughs> wind. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, that's us taking a knee. Bye-bye.